Welcome to our teaching for today. Please be patient with our audio. Vayet Zay means, and he went out. This portion begins with Yaakov leaving Be'er Sheva and his parents in the land of Canaan. God is greater than what this temporary world has to offer. We live in this world but in a different realm and with a different understanding. We are to follow the true God and follow His ways. We join with other believers who become God's kingdom people. 1 Chronicles 29:11 NKJV says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty, for all that is in heaven and in earth is Yours, Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And You are exalted as head over all. Our good God is to be our King whom we are to obey. In order to live in the realm of the kingship of our God and King, it is important to seek God and His truths in the Bible. We must reorder our lives so that we follow God's commandments and not do evil. When we do not follow God's commandments, we are doing evil because our all-knowing God knows what is best for mankind. Isaiah 55 6-9 NKJV says, Seek the Lord while He may be found, call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, we follow our God and King in His ways, and do the things that have eternal verity. 2 Corinthians 4:18 NKJV says, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Do not look to the things of this world. Look to the things of God. This is important. Proverbs 3:5-7 NKJV says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. We are to trust in our good God to lead us. He gave us His good commandments to help us in life. As we allow God's commandments to lead us in life, we put aside our own ideas or wisdom so that we do what is good instead of evil. This next scripture is an important scripture because it gives us some important details on how to live right. Deuteronomy 6, 17-18 NKJV says, You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, His testimonies, and His statutes which He has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you. We are to be diligent to keep God's commandments because they are right and good. God is the Creator, and He knows what is best for us and wants what is best for us. It makes sense that God's commandments are right because God is always right. When a person follows God's commandments, they are right, namely, they are righteous. Do not be confused by the word righteous. It means to do what is right. Also, when someone does what is good, they are keeping God's commandments because they are good. When the Bible says to do what is good, it is referring to keeping God's commandments. Proverbs 4 2 NKJV says, for I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. God's commandments are good, and they are doctrine. The Torah is the basic God-given doctrine for life. We also have God-given inspired historical writings, inspired songs, 
inspired letters, and inspired books of correction. But the basic doctrine we need for life is the Torah. We need to explain this a little more about this because many people take the New Testament portion letters out of context. The following is from 2 Timothy 3 14-17 which we will see is about the Torah. There was no New Testament at the time. Verses 14 and 15 NKJV say, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Timothy was to continue in the things which he learned as a child. His mother was Jewish. Acts 16 1 NKJV says, Then he came to Derbe and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there, named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed. Timothy would have learned the Torah from his mother. It's said in Proverbs that the law is doctrine. So, it makes perfect sense that Shaul would identify what Timothy learned as a child as doctrine. Then 2 Timothy 3 16-17 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Scriptures Shaul is talking about are God's commandments and the law, the Torah. They are doctrine and are profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. What is righteousness? It is doing what is right, namely keeping the Torah. The Torah equips us for every good work. What is good? It is God's commandments because God is a good, kind, and loving God who wants what is best for us. In the future kingdom, it will be a wonderful experience as God will restore the world to what He wanted for it at its inception, a right and good place where mankind does what is right. 2 Peter 3:13 NKJV says, Nevertheless we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Let God's light eradicate the darkness. Allow God's ways to win out. Since God's ways are good, God's ways replace the dark and evil ways of the world with God's goodness, light, graciousness, compassion, and right ways. The upright person does what is right and brings God's attributes into the world. Psalms 112 4 NKJV says, Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness, he is gracious, and full of compassion, and righteous. The upright bring God's goodness into the world. God's commandments give us wisdom and understanding according to Deuteronomy 4 6. We are to allow God's wisdom, God's commandments, to be at the core of our life. Proverbs 2 10-14 NKJV says. When wisdom enters your heart, and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil. When you know how to keep God's commandments, you will have the ability to discern what is right or what is evil. Your understanding will keep you from what is evil. Do not go along with those who do evil. Instead, think about what you are doing. What is behind what you do? Are we spiritually minded, or do we allow vain thinking to control us? There can be many distractions in life. Are we committed to doing what is right so that in all that we do, we do what is right and good? 
Nehemiah 9 13-14 NKJV says, And spoke with them from heaven, and gave them just ordinances and true laws, good statutes and commandments. You made known to them your holy Sabbath, and commanded them precepts, statutes and laws. Think about it. God spoke to the people from heaven, He gave them a heavenly law. They are not a worldly law. They are just ordinances, they are good statutes and commandments. Isn't that wonderful? Just in case you are wondering if you should keep the Sabbath, it says that we will be keeping God's Sabbath for eternity. Isaiah 66 22-23 NKJV says. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain, and it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Those who believe in the true God are supposed to keep God's Sabbath, it is not just a Jewish Sabbath. Isaiah 56 6 NKJV says, Also the sons of the foreigner who join themselves to the Lord, to serve Him, and to love the name of the Lord, to be His servants, everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath. Our God is a faithful and good God. Won't you be faithful to Him? Deuteronomy 7 9 NKJV says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. God is merciful, so always repent and commit your ways to God. We are to love God with all our heart. Deuteronomy 11 1 NKJV says, Therefore you shall love the Lord your God, and keep His charge, His statutes, His judgments, and His commandments always. We will now begin our Torah study. Vayetze means, and he went out. This portion begins with Yaakov leaving Beersheba in the land of Canaan and heading north to the city of Haran which was in our southeastern Turkey near the Syrian border. On his way he came to a place where he had a dream of a ladder that reached from the ground to heaven with the angels of God going up and down it. During the dream, the Lord, Yehovah, is suddenly next to him and speaks to him. See the CJB translation. In the New Testament portion, Nathanael had a similar experience. Yeshua says to Nathanael in John 1:51 NKJV, and he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Yeshua says of himself that Nathanael will have that experience. God can speak to his people anywhere he chooses. Since Yeshua was the presence of God on earth, we would expect this activity to be occurring wherever Yeshua was. Pagans teach there are special places on earth where spirits will communicate with us. These are just pagan ritualistic places where devil spirits have done something, and people make themselves open to devil spirits there. God does not need a special place to communicate with us or do something because He is God and can speak to us wherever we are. This was the case with believers in the past as well. God doesn't need a special place to communicate with us. There are special places where people have encountered God like Yaakov did, but God is not limited to a certain place. We do not believe in what the pagans believe. Like Yaakov, when we experience God, we too may feel a particular encounter was a special place. Yaakov encountered God numerous times and places. We can encounter God many times and in many places as well. We see that believers encountered God in the Bible.
the believers of the Bible heard from God. We should talk about this more. It should be apparent that the Messiah came to connect us more deeply with God by giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit and some associated gifts or evidences of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a powerful work in our lives it says in Acts 1 8 NKJV, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Sha'ul tells us to desire spiritual gifts and this a commandment of God. 1 Corinthians 14 1, 37 NKJV says, Pursue love, and desire spiritual gifts, and in verse 37 it says, The things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. The context is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sha'ul in the context therefore tells us that desiring spiritual gifts is a commandment of God. Have you received the Holy Spirit? See Acts 2:38-39. Are you desiring God's spiritual gifts and evidences? We have a divine healing prayer class that can help you to develop your spiritual gifts. Select more on the top of our home page and scroll down to the link for the class. The Holy Spirit is our helper to keep God's commandments. We still must do what is right and good. Remember, Yeshua will reject those who do not keep the law. See Matthew 7:19-23. The Holy Spirit is an important and powerful part in the life of the believer. I will attach part 1 of the Divine Healing Prayer class to this study. Learn to grow more in your walk with God. Yehovah promised Yaakov the land of Canaan and his descendants. God tells him that he will have many descendants, the whole earth will be blessed through his descendants, and God will guard him and bring him back to the land. Yaakov names the place where he had the vision Beit El, Bethel which is about 10 miles north of Jerusalem, it was originally called Luz. Yaakov then vows that if God will guard him and bring him back in peace that God will be his God. As Yaakov is traveling, he comes to a well and it happens that Rachel, Laban's daughter, had just come there with her sheep. Yaakov waters her sheep and tells her who he is. Yaakov stays with Laban for a month, helping him with the sheep. Laban then offers to pay him. Yaakov is attracted to Rachel, and he offers to work for seven years for Rachel. Leah is described as having weak eyes and perhaps she had trouble seeing and taking care of the sheep. We would expect the older daughter to take care of the sheep, but the younger daughter Rachel cared for them. Beauty is fleeting. It is a fact of life that outward appearance can take precedence over inner beauty even though inner beauty is more important in life. Proverbs 31:30 NKJV says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. A person who loves someone because of their outward beauty does not really care about them. Women are more apt to be attracted to a man's acuity, manly character, and ability to provide. An appropriately attired and well-groomed person is important though as a matter of respect for self and for kindness towards others. Laban tricks Yaakov and he gets married to Leah. Perhaps he got tricked because it was dark. With no moon or the woman wearing a veil it could be easy for him to be deceived. Also, he would have been drinking, it was a wedding feast. He offers to work for another seven years for Rachel. Leah conceives six sons and one daughter. The meaning of these names are from Strong's Dictionary, Reuben, means see, a son, Simeon, means hearing, Lev, I, means joining, Judah, means praise, Issachar, means higher, 
reward, Zebulun, means living together, and Dinah, means controversy over rights. Rachel is unhappy without children and is jealous of Leah. She gives Yaakov her maid Bilhah. Bilhah has two children, Dan, means he judged, and Naphtali, means my wrestling. Leah also gives Yaakov her maid and Zilpah has two children, Gad, means good fortune, and Asher, means happy. Finally, Rachel has two children, Joseph, means may he add, and she eventually also gives birth to Benjamin, which means son of the right hand. The model for marriage is one husband and one wife as seen in Genesis. Genesis 2:24 NKJV says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. This suggests that monogamy is the proper marriage relationship. After Joseph is born, Yaakov asks Laban if he can go back home. Laban offers him the speckled and streaked sheep. The Lord speaks to Yaakov and Yaakov puts branches with streaks in front of Laban's sheep so that they have speckled and spotted lambs. Obviously, God is making this happen. We find out that Laban changed his agreement with Yaakov frequently, but God favored Yaakov and worked things out so that Yaakov prospered no matter what they agreed to. Yaakov ends up getting wealthy and Laban's family is not happy with Yaakov, and they began looking at Yaakov differently. Then God speaks to Yaakov and tells him to return home and he leaves with his family. He had a three-day head start. Laban catches up with them, but God warns Laban not to meddle with Yaakov and his family. Yaakov tells Laban that if he finds anything that is his that he can take it. Yaakov said that whoever had taken Laban's idols would be put to death. Rachel had taken his idols and put them in the saddle under her and she said she was having her issue of blood, so Laban did not look for his idols there. Yaakov argues that he has served Laban honestly and faithfully for twenty years and that God has given him favor, but Laban has been a cheat and a liar. Yaakov says in Genesis 31:41 NKJV, Thus I have been in your house twenty years, I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock, and you have changed my wages ten times. The truth comes up. Even though Yaakov earned what he has, Laban apparently considers everything as anyway. They end up making peace and Laban returns home. As the portion ends, Yaakov meets some angels. The Problems of Dishonesty Laban was very deceptive with Yaakov. When a person says something and they do not know is wrong, they are not lying. Some people lie so much that it becomes a way of life, and they feel no remorse. That seems to be the case with Laban. Some people are hopelessly entrenched in lies. For example, communism must lie in order to steal the property of its own people. The Bible says we are not to tamper with people's landmarks. So, the ideals of communism are false ideals. Communists say their false ideals are for the benefit of everyone. They then enforce their lies by murdering all those who oppose their false ideals. For example, Stalin is said to have killed 20 million of their own people to enforce communism on the people. They are trapped in a false belief system. Autocratic societies can commit great atrocities because they think they will get away with anything they decide. Some people think that lying is not a big sin, but as you can see, it can develop into devastating circumstances at times. 
Can you have a trusting and good relationship with someone who lies a lot? Why do people lie? They may be trying to control by lying. They may be trying to get an advantage by lying. They may be trying to cover up something. Or they may be trying to mislead either by deliberately misleading others or misleading others through silence. The first liar was the devil. The first liar was the devil when he deceived Eve. The devil got Eve to doubt truth. He said in Genesis 3 1 NKJV, Has God indeed said? Then God's words got changed and the devil through the serpent contradicted what God said. Isaiah 14 12 NKJV says that the devil causes problems for the nations. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning! How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations! The Bible says there is a devil, and we must stand against the lies of the devil. Ephesians 6 11-12 NKJV says, Stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Believe the whole Bible in its correct context. What about when a person refuses to check what they are saying against the Bible when there is reason to believe they are wrong? We talk about some of the problems with doctrine that occur. Here are a few of the major ones. People will deny or contradict what the Scriptures say. Some take the Scriptures out of their original context. Some refuse to accept the truths from the Bible that contradict their doctrine. Some pick and choose Scriptures and do not reconcile properly Scriptures that are different from what they already believe. We need to be open to what is true because God will judge us not by our standards, but by His standards. People who are not doing their best to teach and live out truth are in danger of the lake of fire, see Revelation 21 8. People will say they are not lying, but if they are not teaching the truth the way they should, what will happen to them and their followers? Jude 1 13-15 NKJV says, Raging waves of the sea, foaming up their own shame, wandering stars for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of His saints, to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds. God is the judge and people need to be a little more careful with their understanding of the Scriptures. Those who live sinful lives will not be in God's future kingdom the Bible says, see 1 Corinthians 6 9-19, Galatians 5 19-21, and Revelation 21 8. It is worth the effort to seek truth. Like communism, some are attached to false ideals. In this portion we see the enduring promise of God to Yaakov. God, Yehovah, meets him as Yaakov begins his journey. God watches over him and leads him to Laban and provides work for him and his family. God keeps him safe as he returns to Canaan and God warns the liar and manipulator Laban to leave Yaakov alone. At the end of the portion Yaakov meets some angels. Yaakov sees angels a couple of times in this portion. The book of Hebrews tells us that God sends His angels to help those who are called by God. Hebrews 1:14 NKJV says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation?
God sends His angels to help us too. The half Torah is a relevant teaching from the prophets and writings. They became the primary method of teaching when the Torah was forbidden to be read during the persecution by the Greeks in the 2nd century BC. BC means before the Messiah, Christ. The abbreviation BCE is used by unbelievers to refer to before the common era, in other words, before the Messiah came. If you are a believer, it is perfectly fine to use BC. The half Torah for Vi Yetze is Hosea 12 13-14-9. This portion is a prophecy against the northern tribes for committing idolatry. Hosea 13 2 NKJV, says, Now they sin more and more, and have made for themselves molded images, they say of them, Let the men who sacrifice kiss the calves. This is terrible, they were kissing idols. Some in Christianity also kiss idols, light candles in front of idols, and kneel and pray to idols. Northern Israel is promised blessing later in these passages if they will return to God, perhaps we could liken this blessing to how Jacob returned to Canaan safely, or like how Israel was delivered from Egypt to worship the true God. All sin is very deceitful. Some may even think at times that they benefited from their sinful desires, but in the end, sin is just foolishness, and it is wrong. God created the world, so God knows how best we should live. Mankind did not create the world, so when people do things their own way, they often bring troubles to themselves. Sadly, northern Israel's sin led to their complete destruction. Yaakov sees Yehovah and also angels going up and down a ladder in a dream. All the patriarchs saw God. This was a special encounter for Yaakov, and he works out an agreement with God. God is with Yaakov and favors him even though Laban tries to steal his wealth. Laban deludes himself into thinking everything was his. God tells Yaakov to go back to Canaan and he returns with all his belongings and family. God worked out everything for Yaakov and God can work out things for us because he is God. Trust in God. King David sings a song of praise about trusting in God. Psalm 28 7 NKJV says, The Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusted in Him, and I am helped, therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. Commandments and Implied Commandments in this portion We can understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. God may intervene in our lives to inform us and direct us. Genesis 28 10-15, 31-11-13 A person can work for an agreed wage. Genesis 30-28 God may act to protect or increase a person's wealth. Genesis 30-43 God may send angels to help us. Genesis 31-11-13 Divine Healing Prayer Class, Part 1 by Moshe Schwab. There are a lot of things to learn about God and prayer in this important study. We learn that God is involved with and sustains His creation, that God's people experience Him, that God is a loving involved God, that we are to have faith in God, we learn that it helps to have a common sense model for prayer, not a formula, we learn about types of prayer that we can use, we learn how to respect the people we are praying for and be courteous, we learn to be zealous for the things of God, we find that we can be thrilled by God as we encounter Him in this messianic age. 
Perhaps one of the most significant things overlooked by many believers in the Messiah is the powerful work of God in these messianic times. When Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah came He often healed everyone that needed healing. Matthew 9:35 CJB, Yeshua went about all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and weakness. Isn't that amazing? Also, Yeshua sent out His twelve rabbis and He also trained seventy others to go out and pray. Luke 10:2 CJB says, Seventy other Talmudim and sent them on ahead in pairs to every town and place where He Himself was about to go. Yeshua told them in verse 9-2, Heal the sick there, and tell them, The kingdom of God is near you. Yeshua wasn't training them for nothing. We see people being healed in the book of Acts and God leading and helping believers in Yeshua in the book of Acts. Praying for others and experiencing God's power is part of our messianic heritage. Sha'ul, Paul, said in 1 Corinthians 4:40 CJB, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of words but of power. Yeshua said that we receive power through the Holy Spirit, see Acts 1:8, and God can use us to accomplish healing and miracles through God. It is an amazing experience to encounter God. When we pray, we are asking the God of the universe to do something extraordinary. We are not praying for coincidences or good feelings, but to a God who can do anything. Israel encountered God at Mount Sinai. It was truly an amazing experience. Exodus 19 18-19 NKJV says. There were thunderings and lightnings, and a thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of the trumpet was very loud, the whole mountain quaked greatly. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by voice. The people encountered God and they trembled. There was thunder, lightning, a loud trumpet that got louder and louder, the earth quaked, and they heard God speak, see Deuteronomy 4:33. Actually, Israel encountered God every day, didn't they? Maybe in not such a dramatic way as in Exodus 19. A cloud stood over the tent of meeting by day and a fire by night while they were in the desert and God also gave them food and water every day in the wilderness. Since the Messiah has come, shouldn't this messianic time be even more dramatic and filled with personal experiences of God? 2 Corinthians 3 7-8 NKJV says, but if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? I had a friend of mine that told me that when he began to go to church, he was told that experiencing God was wrong. That's not what I see in the Bible. Some say that experiencing God is not found in the Scriptures. Of course, they are wrong, people experience God, and we also see that in the Scriptures. We have to be careful that we don't limit God, after all, He is the Creator. See my article entitled in Tanakh Times for some scriptures showing God at work in the Old Testament portion. God cares about us and loves us. Since the inception of time, God has always wanted us to be in relationship with Him and receive His blessings. God placed man in the garden, but man went his own way. God reached out to man and made promises to man and to Israel. 
In this messianic scripture we see God's love for those who love Him. Zephaniah 3:17 CJB says, The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save, He will rejoice over you with gladness, He will quiet you with His love, He will rejoice over you with singing. In Exodus 15:26 NKJV God tells the people of Israel, I am the Lord who heals you. In the Scriptures we see God healing and also Yeshua healing people miraculously. As I previously stated, at times it says that Yeshua healed all the people. Yeshua cared about people. God cares about us. Also, as I said, Yeshua sent out twelve rabbis and He was also training others to go out and pray. He trained and sent seventy others, see Luke 10 1, out 2. Rabbi Shaul was not one of the twelve or seventy and he prayed with power. We are also sent out to pray for others. Mark 16 17-18 NKJV says, And these signs will follow those who believe, in my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. A couple of months after my friend Dave came back from doing ministry in India, he told me that he prayed for a blind man and all this stuff began oozing out of the man's eyes and the blind man was healed instantly. My friend Larry prayed for a teenage boy in Russia whose one leg was shorter than the other. He put his hand on the boy's leg and while he had his hand on the boy's leg, the leg grew to the same length as the other leg. Larry is a medical professional. My friend Harold prayed for a young man with the same problem and God healed the young man. Only God can do that. The Bible says that God is the Creator, can there be anything too difficult for Him? Adam talked with God, Noah talked with God, Abraham talked with God, and Moses talked with God. I've heard people say that God no longer speaks to us and no longer heals, don't they respect God? Is God anything less now than He was in the Old Testament portion? Malachi 3 6 CJB says, I, Adonai, do not change. It says in James 1:17 CJB, Every good act of giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father who made the heavenly lights, with Him there is neither variation nor darkness caused by turning. God is still good, and He hasn't changed. The things He did in the Old Testament portion He can still do now, and greater things Yeshua said. John 14:12 CJB says, Yes, indeed. I tell you that whoever trusts in me will also do the works I do. Indeed, he will do greater ones, because I am going to the Father. The Bible says that Yeshua will not change. Hebrews 13:8 CJB says, Yeshua the Messiah is the same yesterday, today and forever. In praying for people God will sometimes answer our prayers. Sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes it is no. Sometimes the answer is not yet but no matter what, God loves us. Ultimately, we will be completely whole in the new heaven and earth. Let's now try to understand more about divine healing through the Messiah Yeshua. Understanding Healing Through Yeshua First, Yeshua's ministry began after the Holy Spirit came upon Him. No doubt Yeshua performed many miracles in His youth, but His ministry began when the Holy Spirit fell on Him. Luke 3:16,22 CJB says, So you can and answer them all, I am immersing you in water, but he who is coming is more powerful than I, I'm not worthy to untie his sandals. He will immerse you in the Ruach HaKodesh and in fire. 
And in verse 22 it says, The Ruach HaKodesh came down on him, Yeshua, in physical form like a dove. Immediately after that, the Bible says in Luke 4 1 CJB, Then Yeshua, filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, returned from the Yardin and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. It says that he was being filled with the Holy Spirit in the NKJV. It's also the word used for when they were collecting the fragments of bread and fish in the baskets when Yeshua miraculously created food for the people, they were filling up the baskets. It's the Greek word play race, they were filled as in the sense of being filled up, see Vine's Dictionary. We should receive the Holy Spirit and be filled up, be filled over and over, with the Holy Spirit, we receive power through the Holy Spirit the Bible says. Acts 1 8 NKJV but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's one thing to accept the Messiah and have the Holy Spirit. It's another thing for the Holy Spirit to be working powerfully in us and through us. Yeshua was ready because He was being filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Are you being filled with the Holy Spirit? I used to go to some churches where we had lots of meetings and encouragement, but no power. Kepha, Peter, asked Yeshua the Messiah to come out and walk on the water with him, Matthew 14:23-33. Are you willing to get out of the boat and let the Holy Spirit use you? Or are you just content to sit in the boat? I once heard an example from a Bible teacher by the name of Dr. Morgan about how the Holy Spirit is like getting on a roller coaster. When we start to go up it is scary, but after we've been on the roller coaster, all those kids' rides down below look like nothing. Some of us have played make-believe with dolls or plastic soldiers. Life without the Holy Spirit is like playing make-believe. This is my own experience. I pushed away the Holy Spirit and was scared to encounter God through the prophetic. It probably came out of my own ignorance. I should have understood that God loves me and wants to lead me and speak into my life. I didn't understand that it was biblical for God to act in the present. Sometimes we lack trust in God, a God who is a loving God, perhaps I was afraid that God would make me look foolish and or perhaps I wondered if I was really hearing from God right? We are all fools for something. Why not be a fool for the Messiah? Part of why I did what I did is because I was taught that my walk in life was pretty much up to me. I understood that the Holy Spirit was working in me, but I still felt that what I did was pretty much my work for God. In other words, God was up in heaven, and I was living life pretty much separate from Him. That is not a biblical viewpoint. God is always at work in His creation and sustains His creation. See my God and His creation article. Since God is available and at work in His creation, we can expect miracles and healings. Also, God wants to lead us personally. The Bible says we are to be led by the Holy Spirit, not just the Bible, See Romans 8:14. God is Almighty God and is still able to accomplish great miracles and healings and to speak to us today. When we hear from God, we are to test what we receive from God with what the Bible says and if necessary, get the help of responsible and knowledgeable people. 1 Thessalonians 5:21 CJB says, But do test everything, hold on to what is good. If you want to minister effectively, you need the Holy Spirit. I challenge you to step out of the boat like Kepha did and if you've stepped out of the boat, start walking on water with Yeshua. What an exciting opportunity we have that Yeshua has invited us into. 
Ananias was sent to heal Shaul, Paul. Acts 9 11-12 NKJV says, The Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. How is that for giving direction? Ananias was an ordinary follower. It doesn't give him a title or position. He was probably just a believer like you and me. Yeshua said that we can do great works through him. John 14:12 NKJV says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. As I invited the Holy Spirit to work more in me, the Holy Spirit has worked more in me. There needs to be cooperation on our part. We have to decide to cooperate with God. We need to believe that God will not give us a rock instead of bread. Luke 11 11-13 NKJV says. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Jeremiah 17 5 NKJV says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. We have learned to trust in ourselves and in others, what about trusting in God? The Bible says that God is love, and He wants to lavish us with His love. For serving others, we need the power of God. We can't heal anybody, but God can. Secondly, God wants to heal. Yeshua did many mighty works and tremendous healings. He restored sight to the blind, healed those with leprosy, and even healed all in some towns who needed healing, how amazing! Luke 4:40 CJB says, After sunset, all those who had people sick with various diseases brought them to Yeshua, and He put His hands on each one of them and healed them. It says that Yeshua healed all who came to Him. It is comforting to know God's heart for man. We are not God and Yeshua is God, so, when He prayed for someone, they got healed. That's a good thing to think of when praying for others. God has compassion and wants to heal. This also probably tells us that healing does happen contrary to those who say it does not. We should also be expecting healing and asking for things in faith. Don't give up after a few tries. Pray for a couple hundred people and write down answered prayers. You will see healing and answers to prayer if you begin praying. That is also my experience with prayer. One weekend I experienced three healings. I told my wife that I needed healing and she prayed for me. The next day she asked me how I was doing, and I said I got healed, this happened three days in a row. You can't explain that away. As we saw in the Tanakh, feeling and experiencing God are more than normal in those who are in relationship with God. When Solomon dedicated the temple, they experienced God. 2 Chronicles 7 1-2 NKJV says, When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Wow! What an experience! When we feel or experience something during prayer, we can relate that to God. 
One time I got prayer for my shoulder. My friend asked me a couple of weeks later how my shoulder was. I realized that I was healed. There were no bells or whistles, God healed me in the moment and I forgot all about it. I had been having trouble lifting my arm, so it was a big deal. I have had no more trouble with my shoulder since that healing. Experiencing something during prayer or afterwards helps us to connect our healing to God. Otherwise, people might feel that it was just a coincidence that they were healed. My friend prayed for a woman who had been in a car accident. She broke her nose in the accident and had terrible headaches for years and her nose was also crooked from the accident. My friend prayed for her, and she kept feeling the presence of God all that evening and into the night. When she woke up the next day, she looked in the mirror and her nose was straight and she stopped having headaches, phew, praise God. We should think of experiencing God as the normal rather than the abnormal. See my God can do what He wants article. Healing is a spiritual gift that is listed in the Bible, Shaul says this is a gift to the Messianic believers, it is not for just a few, and it is not something that ended in the New Testament or with the apostolic rabbis, Yeshua's Talmidim, His disciples. Thirdly, God cares, has compassion, and He loves us. When we understand that God loves us it will increase our faith. When we know that God has compassion, we will want to pray. Luke 12 6-7 NKJV says, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Also, in Matthew 9, 35-36 NKJV, Then Yeshua went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. All I can say is wow! We didn't do anything to deserve God's love, but after we commit our lives to Him, God wants to help us to live right and live in power through the Holy Spirit. In Romans 5 8 CJB it says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in that the Messiah died on our behalf while we were still sinners. That's compassion. Yeshua has compassion for us, He wants to be our shepherd. Foulfully, Yeshua healed in the presence of faith and expectation. Yeshua loves faith and wonderful things happen in the presence of faith and expectation. Expectation is important, it is a component of faith. My experience is that the people who don't want prayer often don't believe it will help, their expectation is low. Yeshua didn't do many mighty works in his hometown because of their unbelief, see Matthew 13:58. Also see my faith leaking article about how sometimes we talk ourselves out of believing in God. The centurion's servant was healed, he had great expectation and faith. The centurion said to Yeshua in Luke 7 7 NKJV, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. Yeshua marveled at, he admired, the centurion's faith, see verse 9. Yeshua is not asking us to have a ton of faith nor is faith a formula for pleasing God. There are a lot of things that please God not just faith. Faith is important, but we are not asked to have lots of faith. If we have a little faith like that of a tiny mustard seed Yeshua said, God can use that to do amazing things it says in Luke 17 6. 
We planted a tiny banana tree in our backyard and it turned into a giant plant. A tiny seed is all that God is asking us to start with, and just like a tiny mustard seed it can grow into something great. The more I pray for people, the more I realize it has little to do with my faith and all to do with trusting God, perhaps just like planting seed and knowing it will grow into a plant. Did you know that the guy that Yeshua told pick up his bed and walk didn't even know who Yeshua was? John 5 8-13 NKJV Yeshua said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was. If he didn't know who Yeshua was, do you really think it had anything to do with his faith? And we know that this guy also reported on Yeshua when he found out who healed him and so he wasn't what we would call a caring appreciative person, he was more concerned about getting himself out of trouble with the religious leaders. I often think that God can and will do what he wants. This one time, I was praying for this young woman in Brazil for some very general things like God blessing her and God to help her. I don't speak Portuguese, so I was just praying for people what I thought God was telling me to pray for. After I finished praying for her, the local missionary came over and the girl told him that while I was praying for her, she was healed of the pain running down from her back into her leg and she was healed from the pain in her shoulder. I can't say that her healing had anything to do with me, do you understand, it's up to God. I am satisfied with having some faith when I pray for people. I know God can heal them and I know it's not up to me. It also takes the pressure off of me. After all, I can't heal anyone anyway. The idea that you have to have faith, do the work, in order to be healed is more of a works thing. Healing can't come from us, it is God that does the healing, faith in your faith is works, it is not faith in me or faith in my faith. See my Faith in God article for more explanation on this. So, we put our little bit of faith in the hands of our gigantic powerful God and at times we get to see the amazing love and power of God. As we can see, God is a powerful God who is not disconnected from His people and the world. Mankind believes they can manage things on their own, so we have lots of pain and brokenness in the world. But when we come back to God, He is there for us. He loves us and has demonstrated His love for us in the past and still does mighty works for mankind. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray for others, we need the Holy Spirit. God wants to heal and there is no limit to what He can do. Experiencing God is normal for believers. God cares for us and has compassion for man. We should never forget that, and we should trust Him and pray with expectation. Matthew 19:26 NKJV says, With God all things are possible. So, we should never give up praying and asking God for His help and healing. There is a lot more online. Please take the time to learn and grow spiritually. Select more on our website heading and then the Divine Healing Prayer class from the drop-down menu. In closing, let us say the ironic blessing from Numbers 6 24-26. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up His face upon you 
and give to you peace. Amen. Thank you for being with us today.